0: celebrating the people places and stories that make manitoba great plus a few random thoughts here and there this is between two shows with drew and carly
1: here we go kicking off another episode of between two shows and we are so grateful that you are joining us for what is now what episode 48 man we've made it far carly our podcast between two shows has 48 episodes that
2: was the age of whitney houston when she passed away
1: Wow, we're going to start off on <laughs> a really <laughs> high note here. I was
2: just reading a lot about Whitney Houston this morning. Why? Um, because I was playing her in the Kiss Rewind, and I was like, I actually don't know that much about Whitney Houston. Would love to know more.
1: Can you impress us with any other facts aside from her death age?
2: Mm, she turned down Michael Jackson when he wanted her to do a song with him. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How's did, that? Did they say the reason why?
2: Um, no, no. Which I even like, you know, applauded even more. I was like, damn. Damn, Whitney. Can I say damn? Darn, Whitney. Darn. (laughs) Uh, I've never actually seen The Bodyguard. Have you seen The Bodyguard?
1: Mm, No, I haven't actually. I
2: love Kevin Costner. I'm like all the attracted to him and I don't even watch Yellowstone. (laughs) But I love him from Tin Cup.
1: Oh my gosh, you actually like Tin Cup.
2: It's a golf movie.
1: I know, because I will often golfer. I will often yes, I know you're a golfer. Has come (laughs) up. I will often use the phrase uh, "tin cupping something," where someone just keeps on trying over and over and Um, over again with no sign of success. I never heard you say that. I I use it with you a lot. Okay. All right. Let's get going on to episode forty-eight here of Between Two Shows. Uh, A couple different things to cover, including how many people's birthdays do you actually know? If it wasn't up for Facebook, if it wasn't up for a calendar reminder, I would say less than ten. But you, Carly, that's one of the first things that you cover.
2: Oh, I know. I I know birthdays, and I don't even. There's some that I know like from elementary school friends that I haven't forgotten. I know three people that have a birthday on February 10th, and I haven't probably talked to them in years, except for one of them, which I ran into at the Jets game, Do you know Eric Wilson, Shout out. Wow. Oh, wait. When's my birthday?
1: March 19th.
2: I'm one of the 10, hey? I made the top 10.
1: <laughs> you made the top 10 because you bring it up a lot. <laughs> a lot. I think I remember there being like a 60-day countdown to your 30th birthday, perhaps even longer. Big elaborate plans where we were supposed to go to Vegas, and... Um, that didn't happen because that was uh, like, <laughs> yeah, it was right, right as they were
2: closing the border. Yes. Right as they were closing the border. <laughs> and we
1: said, you know what? We'll pause now. We'll regroup in May. Yeah. How long can this <laughs> COVID stuff keep Two on going? Two
2: to flatten the curve. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later.
1: Maybe uh, March 19th, 2023.
2: That sounds promising.
1: Also in this episode of Between Two Shows, we're going to be chatting with a local chef and TV star. Right, Carly?
2: Krista, who is the owner, chef of Feast on Ellis, and uh, she's one of the judges on the second season of Wall of Judges on Uh, the Food Network.
1: Correct, recently launched show, so uh, we'll chat with her about uh, her experience as a judge and uh, her restaurant here in Winnipeg. Um, Plus, um, a very important tradition that I think a lot of people enjoyed in the 90s has really gone uh, by the wayside. We want to bring that back. It has to do with your voicemail. All that and more coming up on episode 48 of Between Two Shows.
0: Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly.
1: I don't know when it kind of fell out of favor, but you know what's a shame, Carly? What? The fact that we don't have creative outgoing messages for our voicemails or answering machines anymore.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could still do it if you wanted but to. People don't. And just the other day, we played Spiderwebs by No Doubt on Air. And, like, that was a song that I totally used for one of my voicemails before. How Sorry, did- I'm not home right now. Talking <laughs> that, whatever that is, right?
1: You actually did that? <laughs> yeah. So, was that but a- you
2: had to work so hard at that because it's like you had to, like,
1: do it in a certain amount of time.
2: Yeah, like, rec- yeah, yeah. I
1: yeah, know, yeah. but that was what made them great. I remember my sister and I recording one on our actual answering machine at home where I was playing the fiddle in the background and then she was doing the voice. Voiceover parts. So we had a little bit of a sound up at the beginning with loud fiddle, then I had to move away from the thing while she talked. And at the end, I had to come back in to do the doo 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 doo.
2: Nice. Yeah. I remember uh, an engineer we had here years ago, George Pazunas, great guy, and he had one of those voicemails that was like, you know. You're like, oh, so he's actually there. Oh, he's not there. You know, one of those? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I love those. You Um, love those? I I, I do, yeah. I'm so gullible, I'd fall for them all the time.
1: (laughs) You would be talking to that thing for five minutes before (laughs) you realize that it wasn't the real person.
2: Yeah, yeah. You missed that? I was thinking about ringtones the other day.
1: What were you thinking about ringtones? I was
2: like, do people still buy them and use them? I'm like, my phone's like always on silent, but like, I love a ringtone. It's like, it's just like, like MySpace days when you had like a song for your page and it was like, oh, Got it. She likes my chemical romance or whatever
1: it may be. I mean, you can literally still do that with your phone right now, no problem. Really? Yes, you could program them in, no problem. But again, we always have our phones on library. I don't want it to make any noise, never Mm -hmm. mind who it is.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember years ago I was uh, at... River East School was doing a play and it was High School Musical and I was there with my friend Danny. and uh, her phone went off and her ringtone was Hillary Duff come clean and it was so quiet in there and then let the rain fall down I've done a lot of singing in this um, couple minutes here and you're welcome
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's available to do outgoing messages on your voicemail to record any song you want
0: Sharing fun stories and chatting with cool people Whenever you want it. Welcome to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly.
1: Well, this is exciting because on the last episode of Between Two Shows, uh, we had Chef Mendel Hitzer, who is the owner of Deer and Almond Restaurant, he's also one of the judges on the Food Network show called Wall of Chefs. Now, on that show... Everyday regular Canadians um, have the opportunity to compete for a cash prize um, for a panel of judges. They have to do things like uh, show their uh, everyday go to meal and present it to the chefs, then design a restaurant quality meal. There's different rounds, people progress, and the judges ultimately decide who is going to be the winner. This week, we get to chat with another one of those judges. Also Winnipeg chef. Very excited to welcome to Between Two Shows, Krista from Feast Cafe and Bistro. Also familiar face from Wall of Chefs. Hello, Krista. Hello, everyone.
2: Krista, you were involved in season one of the show. Season two just launched. Tell us how you got involved with Wall of Chefs.
3: Well, I got a call one day. Um, I had done one previous thing for Food Network, a very small um, judging uh, show before that, and I got the call to be invited on the show, and I was absolutely honored and ecstatic to be an Indigenous chef slash, well, home cook turned restaurant to be invited on the show. Yeah, it was, it's been an amazing experience to see the least.
1: Now, as part of the competition, um, these amateur home cooks have different phases that they go through. Was there a, uh, a standout moment, a standout person, a standout entry in terms of either uh, the food they had, the um, restaurant quality thing that they produced, the home cooked meal that they uh, submitted?
3: Yeah, I mean, being a home cook myself, You know, I think we might be looked at as underdogs. And I think during the show to see so many home cooks bring their, you know, cultures from their families, from their, you know, from their regions or from their terroirs or talking about their travels and sharing dishes with us that were inspired by their travels. I mean, they cook some pretty... Amazing food. I think for me personally, I enjoy learning about, you know, people's cultural food and and enjoying different dishes that I've never tried before and being inspired by those dishes to even go back to my restaurant and, you know, do a fusion of some sort. But they were, there's some pretty darn good home cooks in the country, I'll say that.
2: (laughs) What is your style of judging on the show?
3: I think food brings people together. And I think it's not, I mean, taste is very important, yes but I like hearing about who are you and where do you come from and what inspires you to cook every day and, you know, family and, you know, all the other things that make food and breaking bread around the table important. So I look for the heart of that, the heart of the people. That's just because of who I am and where I come from. Um, So that's important for me, but it does have to taste good. I like Trying different things, you know, when people choose a a different protein instead of the same old chicken or pork, you know, choosing something different is always exciting to see um, and to try different things.
1: For people who are unfamiliar with your own restaurant, Feast Cafe Bistro, can you tell us a little bit about the story of your place?
3: Yeah, it's an indigenous restaurant. It serves modern dishes rooted in our traditional First Nation food. So I may take something, a dish that everyone is familiar with, for example, pizza, but I'll do a bannock crust and I'll put, you know, roasted butternut squash on there and pine nuts and maple in like a, in the drizzle on top and just try and promote as many traditional ancestral ingredients on the plate. Or I'll swap out beef. I have no beef on my menu. It's always going to be bison. I really wanted to honor, you know, the bison and the history that it has for our country and for our people in the restaurant. So really trying to get people to try. Indigenous food for the first time. There's not many restaurants in the country, so um, if I'm going to, you know, promote indigenous food in in an accessible way that's what I've done at the restaurant.
2: I had seen that you had posted on social media uh, about using some of your garden vegetables into December. And this is mm-hmm. something that I've been telling Drew about uh, recently because my boyfriend does a garden in our yard and we are still eating garden mm-hmm. tomatoes in January.
3: Oh, there is nothing compares to a garden, uh, garden vegetables. Uh, no matter which way you look at it, a garden tomato, even if you make salsa out of it or you can it and you have that in the middle of winter, It is absolutely delicious compared to any other tomato that you can find on the shelf or in the grocery store. When I do have a bumper crop, I have a huge garden at home, and I absolutely will bring um, stuff to the cafe and, you know, incorporate in some of our dishes because why not? I'm not going to waste any of that food, and it's amazing, delicious, healthy, organic, Uh, so I do that as often as I can. And it's an honor. I love to share my garden with our customers.
1: With the show and just your experience in general, I bet you have a lot of nice uh, pieces of wisdom that you could share with sort of everyday cooks like Carly and myself. Is there some just small thing that we can integrate into our routine, whether that's in the prep, whether that's in the presentation, to kind of elevate any of the dishes that we might be trying to make at home for our friends or family?
3: Yeah, I think thinking outside the box and maybe trying to do something that makes something that you've made, never made before. I think being a wall of chefs, seeing so many different cuisines come to the table. Like the episode that just aired a couple of days ago, we, we got to have a lot of different Asian flavors or Caribbean flavors. So if you're cooking at home, you know, try, you know, going, finding a little local shop close by that has those really unique, you know, ingredients that, you know, are Caribbean or, or, or curries or different things and try making different foods at home. And, you know, and, and and sharing that with your family. And you don't have to go to a restaurant to enjoy those flavors. You can make them at home. So I like to encourage everybody to try different cuisines at home Uh, and it does if you have kids if it makes you can make it look good on the plate they'll eat it or incorporate them in the cooking at home in the kitchen if the kids participate in the kitchen they'll want to eat what they made so that's always a good way to get the family to try to something
2: the full menu is available right now to order at feast cafe bistro but you also have this grab and go market right now how does that work
3: Mm-hmm. Well, because we have a very strong catering background and like most restaurants in the country, we've had to be creative with offering different products um, during this pandemic. So because we have different menu items on the catering side for feast, we, um, you know, we make that in bulk because of the catering, um, feeding, you know, sometimes hundreds of people. So we ended up making a little grab and go market offering some of those meals that you would just Pop in the oven, you know, 30 to 40 minutes later, dinner is served, and you can mix and match different things, and it's quality, local ingredients, home-cooked food, so, you know, teachers and everybody that works, you know, hard in this industry or in the, you know, not only hospitality, but teachers and nurses, you know, they're exhausted by everything, so it's nice to get a home-cooked meal at home and get it from our grab and
1: go section well krista we really appreciate you making some time for between two shows we look forward to visiting you and your team at <laughs> feast cafe bistro and seeing you on season two of wall of chefs which is out now on the food network as well as on stack tv thank you so much for phoning in today
3: thanks so much for having me take care
2: everyone stay safe one big question question
1: what is something that you think you should not cheap out on. No matter what, spend the extra cash.
2: Laser hair removal.
1: Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. we're very different levels of this, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like that's that's cosmetic surgery, yeah. right?
2: Anything for life. For life, okay. I mean, I know that you gotta get it touched up every year, or whatever. But that's lasers on your body. You don't want to cheap out there. You want to go to a place that's really gonna take care of you and knows what they're doing. He knows
1: how to calibrate that thing. They didn't just buy it and to take the course online.
2: Yeah, yeah, that. And then I'm gonna lump that into the same category as like permanent makeup. So you yeah. know, microblading for brows.
1: Okay, yours um are very different than what I was thinking. Yours are very important. Yes. Yeah. Um, mine was uh. You know how you're at co-op and they said you want to wash, and you can get like the basic, the middle one, or what the extreme.
2: What is it? What?
1: Yeah. Don't. So I always get the extreme. Yeah. Is um, that I found, like 15.99 or is it 18.99 or what Whoa, is it? I hope it's not 18.99. No, it's like 15.99. I think if you don't get a fill, but I always get it when I get a fill. Oh. Okay. Um, so it's about 12.99. Okay. I found out that my wife, by default, buys the basic wash because I buy the basic. Yeah. She bought the basic wash, um, not that long ago, when I was driving. We went through the car wash. Touchless and, or. Yeah, touchless. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> they ask you. Co-op. No, they're they're touchless. You don't touch anything, but I think that there's like a difference in the brushes or something.
1: Well, all want
2: wa- No, it's got to have the wand. I'm not sure. There's something. The Watch wand is we'll where you, you walk
1: around with the wand. No, and no, no, you no. no. It's all
2: touchless because you're driving your car through, but yes. y- there is like something like, Ah, I can't remember.
1: Okay, but I think all of the co-op ones in Winnipeg, they're modern enough that they don't have those giant mattress things that go down and touch your car as you go through anymore. I I don't think there's any brushes that touch your vehicle anymore. Um,
2: I'm not sure about the one on Henderson then. (laughs)
1: maybe that uh, maybe it's like throwback Thursday all the time at the one on Henderson (laughs) Uh, but yeah we go through the car wash and I'm as we're going through I'm saying my wife who's in the passenger seat I'm like we got ripped off here we gotta go back and tell them um, the, the thing is broken it didn't do all this stuff and she said what are you talking about and I said you know we're like the pink and yellow soap all comes down she said I've never seen that and then we realized we're very different people in terms of what we think qualifies as a good car wash
2: okay so you're saying don't cheap out I always cheap out there because really I'm going there because I'm too lazy to go to the chamois which I have many passes my dad buys me every year for Christmas so I'm good for the year but I'm just too lazy to go to the chamois too lazy to go to the chamois I still do it for you we gotta get out of your car And i want to stay in the car if you could pay for the car wash in your car i would love that also while we're on the topic there's no tutorial there okay how do you you they give you i think how many seconds for the dryers at the end
1: it's like what are you 50, talking about there's no tutorial there's a little light up board that says there's a light go drive to,
2: slow down but yes. they don't tell you okay key, like where is your car supposed to be with those fans at the end what
1: do you Talking about okay, there's two types. There's a track that pulls you through, and then there's not one that you talking about no track. In. You
2: know, to, I did okay, track well, once the, with you.
1: I don't like the track. I, the one on Harrison has no track. Okay, so yeah, the one that you drive in again. There's like a, there's a, a light indicator and a sound indicator. So if you go too far forward, it'll be like beep.
2: But when you when you're on your own with the dryers at the end, and they're starting to open the door behind you because they're letting the other person come in, and the dryer is counting you down, saying you got 30 seconds, whatever. I'm driving out like I'm barely letting my car drive because I just feel so bad because the next guy's already coming in, but it's Says that I still have my time. I did pay for this. You, you did so pay for what, the So sh- how fast should my car be moving through those dryers? You want to get a little bit on on the front of the car. That like what You is should
1: it? try to time it so that the length of time. So when you're about halfway through that time, you're about halfway done your car. Okay. So it should be getting to just in between the. And don't front worry seat about the, the guy seat. behind you because you did pay for your time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't don't skimp out on the dry. It's an important part of the whole process. <laughs>
0: Do you have one big question for the podcast? Let us know by sending a DM to at Drew Kozib or at Carly on air. And your big, question, big question, question could be featured on an upcoming episode of Between Two Shows.
1: The day that we are recording this episode, Carly, I am celebrating a professional milestone, 10 years at our company.
2: That's wild. What is the? Oh, do we not want to say the date?
1: No, that doesn't matter. Just shout it out. Well, what is the date? January 10th. Oh,
2: <laughs> 10, 10. Hey, this is your champagne anniversary. Pop the bottles! Oh my Did you goodness. bring them?
1: No! Oh no, wait. Uh, you were going to get donuts, but then you had a better idea. No,
2: yeah, we want to do donuts together. I want to reap those benefits. Um, rewards. What is it? What do people say? I don't know. Anyways, I want to get donuts to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Between Two Shows, which is quickly approaching.
1: Yes, the one-year anniversary of this podcast is much uh, more significant than 10 years um, at uh, a <laughs> media company. I don't think a lot of people understand how volatile and uncertain these jobs are, so like 10 years specifically working on air, that's a very dangerous and tricky path to navigate.
2: Here's my thing, it's not 10 consecutive years though.
1: I mean, it is in Roger's eyes.
2: That's interesting, because you did leave for a small portion of time. And
1: actually, I don't know if you know this or not, but so I worked at Breakfast Television for Mm -hmm. about uh, four and a half years, and then I quit um, Mm -hmm. to go and have a more regular job, but Almost immediately, once I started that more regular job, um, this radio station's former boss and I started talking about moving to radio. When I got hired at this job, Uh I said, hey, does my old years of service carry over? And they say, no, it doesn't work like that. So I Mm -hmm. said, oh, man, because I was hoping to get this five-year pin um, that the company has. Anyway, then uh, when the boss went to, like, process my hiring things, there was, like, a problem with the stuff. And they said, you're trying to put this through as a new hire, and this is just an employee who is currently not active. And he's like, what? So when I quit at TV, they said, you'll be back. And I said, nope, this is it. They moved my file to be like, this is a person who's not working here now, but they'll be back. Really? Yes. So, I mean... I guess the company did have big plans for like me and I didn't even realize it. who said that? I don't, I don't know because the people that I would have dealt with at the TV station definitely aren't in the company anymore. Mm. Um, but I guess whoever filled out the paperwork were like, nah, we're not done with Drew yet. There's going to be this young person who we're going to hire at the radio station named Carly. And she's going <laughs> to need someone very tolerant <laughs> to work with her. We don't know anyone in the company who has those skills. But huh? if anyone has this shot, it's this guy.
2: I mean, yeah, somebody new, very tolerant, extreme tolerance. Yes,
1: yeah, in the ten years I've worked with a lot of people, but none quite like you, Carly.
2: <laughs> Behind the scenes with Drew and Carly.
1: Ooh.
2: That's crazy. How I say that.
1: <laughs> okay, what did you just say?
2: Duo tangs. <laughs> Those little folders with the little arms, the metal arms that you had to put through the little rings.
1: I mean, that was a that was a terrible way of organizing your work, especially if the teacher wanted you to change the sheets and you had to put something in the middle that did. Suck. Especially
2: if you didn't own a hole punch and then you just had to punch your way through the piece of paper to try to m- get those little metal arms around it.
1: Yeah. Um, so anyway, what did you say?
2: Duo tangs. Yeah, you said it right. But I said dual tangs. Correct. Originally,
1: yes. So I you changed there. your answer. Once yeah. I hit record, <laughs> you knew, you knew this is a trap. <laughs>
2: I did something wrong. Here we are. Keep in touch with Drew and Carly on social media. Search for at Drew Kozip and at Carly on air. So, Drew, we have this job with the Jets, though we haven't been there in a while, because the Jets have not been playing at home, and I really, really miss it, and I've made a lot of new friends at that job, and one of and the I'm friends... sure they're enjoying their break. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably really are, but my, my one friend, um, Raquel, she is a camera assistant. She's been trying on a couple jobs there, uh, but she's camera assistant, and uh, so I spend a lot of time with her during the periods, because fact, she joins me in Jets gear. What? Before
1: they hired you, there was never a job called camera assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Camera assistant is just to make sure you're facing the right direction. (laughs) and talking at the right time. <laughs>
2: okay. No, no, no. Her job is to hold that light so that I don't have the bags under my eyes because I have Carly. these big false lashes. What?
1: The light doesn't really do anything. You it's told me
2: to, the it, light does so much. It's
1: to make sure you're looking in the right direction. They <laughs> put a she's shiny light She's on crowd at you. control
2: as well. There's big crowds.
1: <laughs> wait, wait. Carly's on camera. Quick. We got to get out of our seat. I can see she's in section 321. Let's run. Let's run. Quick. This is our chance to meet her. The girl from between two shows.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Laugh it up. Laugh it up. Anyways, Raquel, new friend that I've made uh, through working with the Jets, uh, it's her birthday coming up. And I was telling my boyfriend, the other day, I was like, oh, it's my friend Raquel's birthday, but like, we're not, we were going to celebrate at the game on the 15th, but that game has been postponed. Um, so I want to do something for him. T- Tim just thought it was so funny. He's like, I just can't believe that you just have conversations with people that go, so my birthday is, <laughs> and I'm like, is this just a thing that girls do? Do guys do this as well? I know that my boyfriend just doesn't care about his birthday or so he says, um, because we certainly don't make a big deal out of it but like this is a thing because we were talking about our ages and birthdays come up because i am a birthday person i love a birthday i always say birthdays are wonderful because everyone has one right Mm -hmm. it's like one of those things that everyone has Right, you can do whatever you want with it, whatever you choose to do with it. But maybe it says, you know, a lot about you. Maybe you're into the astrological signs. You love to talk about your birthdays and your your sign. You know, like <laughs> I don't know. So, anyways, I know. And, and Tim just thought it was so funny. He's like, this is you person you've known for a few months now, and it's like you've already had a conversation of when's your birthday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and like it might have been one of the very first things we talked about. Probably, you know,
1: what, when you're looking for that common ground. While she was holding back all of the fans. <laughs>
0: Have something to say about Between Two Shows? Record a voice memo on your phone and send it to Drew or Carly on social media. You might hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Between Two Shows.
2: Yesterday at Vita Health, I was in there buying the last of the tofu that they had, and then I saw in the little fridge section that they have this product called Save the Sea, plant-based smoked salmon, and I got all excited because I have seen this on various... Uh, Vegan Instagram pages, but I was like, "Oh, I didn't actually think that we had it here yet." It's made out of carrots. They use oh. like, uh, yeah, it has like maple syrup. They use that something smoke that they use when they like. I always liquid buy smoke. Sm- yeah, liquid smoke. I I buy like smoked tofu all the time and stuff. I'm excited to try this because I've never actually had salmon other than the time that we were in Jamaica <laughs> two years ago. And you said only oh, tomatoes. Where I was vegetarian, I was not vegan at the time yet, but I was vegetarian certainly. I was not a pescatarian. I didn't have fish, um, but I thought I grabbed a wrap from the section that was labeled vegetarian, thought it was a wrap with tomatoes on it. The tomato was actually smoked salmon. And um, we were all eating. It was you, my boyfriend, Tim, and your wife, Allie, and um, having a nice, I think it was our final lunch, it was. actually. And I put this wrap in my mouth, and then I instantly spit it all out in front of you guys into my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, <laughs> watch me. I actually remember where everyone was seated at the table because your wife Allie was right across from me and like I did apologize. I was disgusting. We had just started eating. The wrap was the first thing I was going to eat. And wow I was disgusted. So when I brought this thing home yesterday, this plant based smoked salmon, Tim said, why did you do that? You didn't even like salmon. I was like, to be fair, I thought I was going to eat tomatoes. So I was surprised. I'm not sure how I actually feel about that taste. So I'm going to have smoked salmon this week. I'm going to buy some uh, bagels from Hudson Bay the cream cheese is actually uh, Ruffich's vegan cream cheese. So I got the, I got I bought capers. Have you ever had capers? Yeah, I've never had capers other than uh, uh, at, on a couple of like vegan Caesar salads at the tallest poppy. So I'm excited to put my capers to use and try smoked salmon.
1: That's one heck of a snack you got going.
2: I'm looking for, I mean, tell me if you're the same right now. All of the things that I'm looking forward to in life right now just revolve around food with the exception of the very few Jets games that we're getting these
1: days. I mean, uh, yes, food is a fun thing to look forward to. I I hadn't had a gondola pizza in... I don't know, six months. So last night I had a gondola pizza. Oh, did you? As a special night. Uh, Are they
2: still doing it really flat?
1: Yeah, that's what you have to order it to be special because, like, their standard oh, crust don't... is not the thin crust. Oh. Like, their oh. regular crust is thinner, but if you want thin oh. crust, you have to say thin crust. And that's gondola the one that the coupons is... don't work for. Oh, really? You gotta God, pay full if price. If they
2: come with a plant based, I would just explode. Gondola <laughs> is, um like, Manitoba only, right?
1: Yeah, uh, they have uh, locations in on Ontario. So when I saw, and I went. What does went to gondola go online,
2: mean? Oh, is it like a gondola? <laughs> <laughs> this is safe space. I'm asking a real question. What?
1: Oh, okay, you just used the the word in the definition. So, what do you think a gondola is?
2: Well, it's the little boat that you sit in, the romantic boat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that the gondolas in Venice, Italy will be uh, very pleased to hear that you call them uh, romantic little boats because that's what they're supposed to be. But, you know, there's also the the ski hill gondolas as well, right? The things that carry you up the hill. I don't know which one is connected to the pizza brand, but there's a couple different types of gondola out there. So let's say they're using gondola as a generic term that can be applied to anything that carries you like a romantic boat, um, a basket up a ski hill or a pizza because that carries you. Well, some say joy. it's a
2: carrier for hot sauce. Some people just like to have a pizza so they have something to put hot sauce on. It's just a tool to get the hot sauce to your mouth.
1: This is a really strong ending (laughs) to the podcast, (laughs) so let's uh, (laughs) put a bow on it now. This was episode 48. We
2: hope that you join us for episode 49.
1: I mean, if you even made it to this point of episode 48, I'm so pleased. And I promise we'll do even better next week.
2: (laughs) You've probably finished cleaning your bathroom by now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that was not the worst part of your day. (laughs) No, this podcast is pretty good, I think. Um, But... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Either way, we're really happy that you're listening.
2: (laughs) I could see it in quotations. This podcast is pretty good, I think. Uh, goes up between
1: (laughs) And that's up ahead of the other quote where it says, dreams is where you dream. Wasn't that your quote from earlier? Dreams
2: are where people dream. People's dreams come true. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to go back. Circle back.
1: Okay, well, I think that was in the intro of episode 48. So if that didn't turn you off at that point, then again, thank you for making it to the end of episode 48. Let's stop now.
2: Goodbye. bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. If you want to keep in touch between episodes, just follow at Drew Kozum and at Carly On Air on social media. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll be back with more next week on Between Two Shows.